Hey, uh, we're back uh, with our interns. Uh, four of them, in fact. We've got Luke, we've got Angelina, we've got Isaiah, and we've got Brock here. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. Good morning. So we've just been discussing before we went live on this uh, which uh, podcast this is, and we're clueless. We don't know. <laughs> so it's been a, it's been like that on our journey, hasn't it? But today we want to kind of get some uh, opinions of our young interns here about certain topics that our young people are definitely facing today. Now, whether you're a young person at youth group, whether you're uh, attending a youth group, uh, and a Christian, even if you're not a Christian, you get to listen to this somehow. Uh, I don't know, uh, you will be suffering or at some point going through these particular topics that we're going to be covering. They're inescapable. But we'd like to come from obviously a biblical point of view. Uh, we are God-fearing people, we trust, trust Christ, but how can that help us? How can the Bible help us? How does the Word of God help us? when we look at these topics. Where is God in the detail in this? So really I was looking at, uh, looking at uh, teenage trends at the moment, what uh, young people are into, and it's my job to kind of do that, right? To see what's happening and see what uh, they're going through. Uh, and one of the big things that struck me is at the moment, body image. Now, if I say body image, what does that mean to you, Angelina? What does body image mean to you? I mean, how you look, like, mm. <laughs> I mean, I, I think, like, just your shape or, like, your size. Oh, so you would say it's to do with uh, whether you look good, whether you're a particular weight or not, whether you're thin or not so thin. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Is that what body it's image means like, to you? Yeah, it's kind of like how, like, your body is supposed to look, mm. quotation. <laughs> so as a, as a young girl, uh, how old, you're 19, right? Is that correct? Or 18? 18. 18, okay. As a young girl, uh, you've just come into adulthood in a sense. Does it affect you when you see what the uh, maybe media or what we see on social media, wherever it might be, any media platform, this is how a woman is supposed to look, for instance. And you have all these models doing the catwalks or you see a certain standard of what a typical woman should look like in a magazine. Has that ever affected you or not? And why? I mean, I think at some point everybody kind of goes through a little point of like, it affects them in a, in a little bit. Mm. Like as sometimes it can make you think or like, oh, maybe I should be that way or maybe I should, you know, try to do like this. Maybe I'll become thinner or I'll become like, I'll gain more weight. It's, it's definitely different yeah. for everybody. Um, for me personally, um, there was a point in my life that I was affected by it. I did not like like who, what I looked like. I didn't like how my body was. And so I definitely at a point was trying to seek out ways to try to change myself. Mm. How long did that kind of last? Was it a struggle for a year or two? And at what point did you decide, hey, yeah. I'm not doing this? I think it was a bit of a struggle for about a year or two. It was, it was when I was in junior high. It was definitely yeah. hard because I was going through that point where I was no longer... A little kid anymore but I was transitioning into becoming a high schooler and yeah and kind of had a different group of friends and different people telling me different things and uh, there was a point I was just done with trying to compare myself yeah and so I decided to start appreciating who I was and what what I was like my body and me so when you were going through this uh, you were you a Christian at the time? When we say Christian, a follower of Christ, yes, did you have yes. a faith? Yeah. Yes, it was. So what part did that play 
in this in your life for changing? Did it play any part at all, or were you still succumbing to peer pressure? Mm. So there was a, I mean, when I was going through it, it definitely was hard. I wasn't as close. I wasn't in like a really strong relationship with Christ. I wasn't. And I think when the point I decided to start loving myself mm. is when I became closer and accepting like, you know, this is the body he gave me. This is, Good. you know, this is how I'm supposed to be loved by like what he made. Yeah. And we are told that we're to look after our bodies, right? It's like a mm. temple. We've got to, we've got to be holy. We've got to treat it with respect because, yeah. uh, you know, we're created in God's image also. Uh, what about you, Luke? You've got a trendy, uh, I don't know if it's an authentic leather jacket on there. You're looking pretty cool today. Uh, from a guy's point of view, you're 19, I believe, right? You're 19. I am 19, yeah. Uh, have you suffered the same kind of things as a male, as, as, as a young person, as Angelina's just been talking about? I don't think to the extent of women in general. I feel like women, they get a lot more of the shtick of having to look good um, and be very you know, physically attractive to, to other people and the audiences that they portray. Um, now, that doesn't mean that. I don't think that guys don't get any of that at all. Um, I think that guys also, in their own aspect, does get judged from what they look like and how they look like. And so, this is, the way I look at it basically is if, if I'm doing the best personally that I can do, then it doesn't matter how other people perceive me to be. Um, so let me stop you a minute. Mm -hmm. Now, this is not to <coughs> embarrass you in any sense, but do you really mean that? Is there, or are we still like, you know, I get up in the morning, I have to look in the mirror and, and make sure that my hair's come. Now you look at me, my hair's a disaster this morning. I just rolled out of bed, right? Uh, for you, do you really mean what you're saying there? I, I this, is, this is what I personally believe. I believe that as long as, because again, God says that your body's a temple. If I'm taking care of my body, if I'm working out, if I'm doing the best things I can to look after myself, uh, I don't think that, like, I, I don't believe that what other people perceive me as should matter as much, you know? And obviously the world's gonna tell you, this is how you should look, this is what's gonna happen. This is, this is what people should perceive you to look like, right? Yeah. And it's just all false um, allegations, you know? And again, lo looking good isn't a bad thing, you know? Like, again, if you look good, then you look good. But at the same time, it shouldn't be the thing that you drive yourself for, you know? Yeah. And, you know, if you look good, you look good, I guess. And I, I suppose at your age, you've got to think, well, why am I trying to look like something I'm probably not? Am I trying to attract attention, right? Or what kind of attention? Especially for you guys, you're young, right? You know, how do you meet a girl these days, especially as a young Christian? Is it all about attraction or is are you looking for something deeper? You know what I mean? We already did a podcast on, on that kind of thing, you know, on dating. So Isaiah, let's come to you. Let's just segue into fitting in. Do you think uh, what we just talked about can exclude you or can help you to fit in maybe into some kind of group or I don't know what that might be for you? I think it can. I think like definitely, especially with your looks, it has a big impact on the way that people first perceive you when you sort of get in, in, in when you're in a new situation. Mm -hmm. And then obviously if you're doing anything related to, for guys especially like being physical and like with sports or anything, you know, there's a certain, like, it, it can definitely help you out in certain areas. And then especially with, 
just um, being perceived a certain way, especially when you first meet people and everything, like it, it'll give people a certain view of you that you that could be good or bad depending on you know how your physical you physically look basically. So I like what Luke said. He w he was talking about you know he's looking after himself for his health really and and to keeping your body in check right. Look after our bodies, respect yeah. it. You know, so for you as an athlete. Uh, Brock, I mean, uh, you're a pretty well-built guy. So for you, uh, because uh, you were doing football, was it important for you any kind of body image? I mean, we all get this idea. Oliver, my son, used to say, you know, everybody loves the football players, but they don't necessarily even look at the tennis players or, or whatever. You know, for you, let's look at that aspect. For you being an athlete, was image to you important? Did you get into football because it was this you know this cool thing to be um i mean for me i don't know i i would say personally image has never really been that important overall um for you personally yeah for me personally i mean for some guys yeah i mean they play football because it's like oh well i should be popular among the football team whatever and that's not really the case uh i mean i played offensive line and a lot of people aren't too familiar with what the position does it's the most underappreciated position group in the entire game so it's like for me and my group of friends we weren't really recognized as much as other people were so I mean to some people yeah they can go into it for popularity it can go to their heads and then they can become different things from that but for me I didn't really experience any of that you obviously went for the game and you enjoyed the game mm -hmm. yeah, popularity so you know when we're talking about that you know I remember when I was young yes Angelina once I was young you see you looking at me there uh, I was 16, 17, I struggled with my identity, so I, I, I took on somebody else's, and it was a guy called Gary Newman at the time, and I took on his identity, and I found I became really popular through it because I was walking around town all in black, black makeup on, white makeup, blonde hair, bleached, everything, and people would take notice, right, and I was attracting attention, but the problem with that is people weren't uh, falling in love with me, they were falling in love with the character, weren't they? You know, I might as well have been an actor, a character from a movie. And one of the things that made me change was this. Gary Newman actually, in an interview, said, I feel sorry for my fans in one respect because they walk around looking like me, but they don't realise I'm portraying a character on stage. And when I get home, I'm wearing a T-shirt and jeans. And that's the real me. And that really spoke to me. This was before I was a Christian, but I was so lonely as a kid, really, at that age, that I was trying to seek friendship and seek friends, and I thought that was the best way to do it. And it's only when I became a Christian that I realized that my identity, identity was not in that. It wasn't in the music, all right? It was, I was a bit of a rock star when I was younger, but it wasn't about that. It was really about what Christ, uh, or what, uh, what God had created me to be, and that was for him, to worship him, obviously. And then it took a couple of years for me to change from that. It didn't happen overnight. It took a time for me to change like everything does. So as a, let's come back to you, Angelina, before we move on to something else is, so as a Christian, as a Christian young woman, what advice would you give to anybody out there who's maybe 13, 14, 15? What advice would you give them uh, as, as, as a young Christian lady now? 
Mm, that's a good question. I mean, everybody's going to go through different things, mm. whether it be like the with body shaming, you know. Yeah. It is something that's out there, yes. Um, but I, I honestly think with my personal experience that I can say, the best thing I can tell anybody is that at the end of the day, those people who tell you different things and the people who are on social media and the images you see, those are their life. Yeah. And you should love who you are, love your body that God has given you. And in, in time with taking care of yourself and loving yourself, yeah. it, will, it will have an outcome. So health, uh, we're not using that as an excuse to be uh, grossly overweight because we're just eating chips, watching football every night, doing nothing right. Mm. Uh, it's looking after your body, you know, being responsible for God's creation, which is you, which is you and me. And we're all, we're all made different. And that's the beauty of creation. That's the beauty of God of, you know, we're all a different canvas. He painted us differently. So when we look at that, if I was to ask you the question, Isaiah, what does failure look like to you? What does that mean to you, failure, the very word? What comes to mind straight away? I mean, that's interesting. I mean, I guess just, um, I guess, I mean, I want to say failing at something because that's what you normally say, right? Yeah, but I mean, just, you know, when you either, you know, mess up or you, you know, just something goes wrong because of something you did, basically. So you in some form basically have uh, control over something and then it goes wrong is basically for the way I think of it so so we do know it's a big thing that uh, I talk to a lot of young people and they feel like failures and uh, I always say to them hey failing doesn't make you a failure if you learn from it it actually makes you to be something a lot better than you were before you actually failed right because we learn from it and Luke and I were just discussing that a little bit so what's your response not Luke remind me what we were talking about there so when I said to you what what does failure mean to you what did you say yeah absolutely as long as you learn from those failures it doesn't matter mm. because you're going in the right direction you're growing from those mistakes you're making and that's the biggest that's the biggest uh, hurdle to pass is trying to make sure that you learn from those mistakes because like again I play chess right whenever you're playing chess there's always something you do wrong right the only way you lose the game is if you do a wrong move yeah and so you know making sure you figure out what that wrong move was for the next time makes you play better in the future mm. right and so that's yeah that's the ba basic way of putting it your failures don't make you failure or a failure it's as long as you learn from those mistakes that uh, you grow and you become a better person from it so can you all remember a, a specific time in your life where you have failed at something and I'm sure we can, right? And does it ever play in your mind when you look back at that? And you know, a lot of young people these days, when they say, hey, I failed at that, you know, uh, some even young kids can be suicidal because they think the failures because they failed at something or they're trying to be something. And it gets back to the body image too, trying to be something that they think they have to be or required to be. And they just know they can't meet that standard, right? And sometimes even failing is seen, they see it as a failure. And you only have to go on social media, certain parts where you see a, a young person killed themselves today because of this. We know somebody actually very close, I won't mention 
who they are. I had a friend who actually did that a few years ago from school because they just felt like they were failing and they couldn't hit the grades and so they committed suicide. And that's drastic and awful. And it breaks my heart to think that. So Brock, I mean, you were, in the, you were an athlete. Did you ever feel like just because I wasn't chosen for the team or just because, you know, I've not made it, did you feel like a failure or how did you respond to, to that? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that I felt like I was a failure because I had worked really hard for where I was. It was more that I was like frustrated of the position I was put in because it was kind of like almost arrogance in a sense because I had worked harder than a lot of people and then it was like I kind of got told I wasn't going to start and it's kind of just like a slap in the face because they had moved other people to different positions and stuff like that so that was kind of what forced me to not be able to start so it was an unfortunate set of circumstances but the thing is is like you have to just keep moving on right it's not like you have just one thing going on in your life and that's it right I mean I had football going on sure but it's like I had uh, school as well I had uh, my church life family life that sort of thing so it's like if you don't succeed a hundred percent in one aspect that doesn't mean that you can't still succeed in another aspect of your life yeah it's a good answer. You, so you, you felt like uh, you had a support network there, really. Maybe yeah, coming to church, whatever, you had friends, you had youth, you had other things. I think it's really important too that we learn something in life is that uh, we can try things, we can fail at them and think, well, I'll give it another go. It wasn't that bad and succeed, right? But there's certain things in life we know we're not going to be good at. And we have to decide very quickly uh, instead of causing ourselves lots and lots of pain trying to be something or do something we're not ever going to really be achievable at so i've learned that in my life so you know my motto is this is that i work on my strengths rather than my weaknesses and i do work on my weakness to my best ability but it's not going to take up most of my time because i see that pointless when i can work on my strengths right so i find people then who can come in and uh, do the things that I'm not really that good at. Take Jay, my wife, for instance. She'll tell you that my slides for presentations are more like the, 19, uh, the 1970s, 1980s, right? It's just the way my brain works, but the way she does things is incredible. So I leave her to do that, or for the youth or whatever. Angelina, have you got any experience you could tell us where you felt you failed and maybe you went away thinking you were a failure? Has, have you ever come across that in life? or? not which is if not a great you know I have can you tell us about it <clears throat> um, <laughs> if it's not too personal don't share anything that you don't feel comfortable I mean with. there's many points in my life that I've failed I, I feel but I didn't like let them define me I don't really think I can give a specific mm. I don't have one right now but uh, like in my head but I definitely know like I I got past them I didn't let them define me now Luke <laughs> I knew you were, were going to call on me next. <laughs> well, I would say just because, you know, the YouTube thing. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, I have a YouTube channel. Are you plugging it? Yeah, I'm trying to plug it in, guys. No, no one's going to figure out what it is exactly. But you can I just, plug it if you like. No, no, no. I don't need to plug it in. I just, anyways. 
So every time I upload the YouTube video, it always ends up being a failure, no matter what happens, no matter what I upload, no matter how many views it gets. And it's because the expectations I have get higher and higher and higher. So what do you mean by failure? in that respect the amount of views subscribers that are coming into you what do you mean by that just all of it so the views the subscribers the the watch time just everything right? so do you remember the time when you got five and you went wow look at this yeah. i've got five people and yeah. now you're disappointed because you don't get 500 yeah exactly <laughs> that that that's basically like how it how it goes you know and so obviously you learn from your like past videos right but at the same time it's it's still it's hard, it's hard, it's difficult. So what would you do if that begins to take over your life and causes you concern and worry? Now, uh, we will be talking about worry, but I'm gonna probably leave that till the next uh, podcast because I wanna really talk about these issues young people are facing, like yourself. At what point are you gonna have to say, this just isn't worth it, you know, it's causing me too much stress and worry, and at what point are you thinking, what am I actually doing this for? I would say when it begins to affect your mental health, if you are doing it, you're on the grind, you're constantly, and this could be for anything, it doesn't just have to be for YouTube, right? If you're if you're constantly doing like a hobby, you're, you enjoy it, you absolutely have fun with it, but it begins to take a toll on your mental health and you lose your life work balance from it, that's whenever you need to be like, huh, I need to step back for a second and think, okay, is this actually, beneficial to my life or is this actually not is it is it like against me like is this actually going to be turned against me yeah so we want to just encourage everybody you know if you're a christian out there young christian uh girl boy you know your identity is not what this world is telling you it should be would you agree with that yeah yeah 100 percent, right and it shouldn't be but there's no doubt you're going to get peer pressure as you go to school, high school, wherever you are, when you're on social media, gaming, whatever it might be, you're going to feel that pressure. But believe me, you know, uh, your identity is not in this world. And, you know, we are part of this world in a sense, but we're not of this world, are we? We're not supposed to be like this world. In fact, the very word holy, which we're called to be and supposed to be, means that we're separated, aren't we? We're separate from them, in a sense, so that they can see a difference in us. We're not meant to blend into this world. My concern for the, the church these days, especially when we talk about the progressive church, is that you've got all these great, wonderful, great-looking, good-looking pastors who look like more like models out of magazines than an actual pastor and my concern is this is it all about attraction or are we seeing men of holiness women of holiness these days especially at your age because it's a difficult time you're actually living in you know but we want to talk about these issues we're going to continue to talk about these issues and uh, we're going to turn to the word of God uh, next week more or less but I do want to share uh, something from Matthew 6 which we will be looking at Okay, we will be looking at Matthew 6 fully, but I just want to give the last verse of Matthew 6, which uh, says this. It says, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Uh, sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Actually, I'm reading an unusual version there, but we're not to worry. We're not to worry about tomorrow. We're not to really worry about what we look like. Look after ourselves, right? But our identity is in Christ, 
and it doesn't mean to say we grow beards, have cropped hair and walk around with robes on. No, our identity is in Christ. And what that means is how people perceive us. Are we holy? Are we separating ourselves? Are we living as Christ would, being kind, being poor, the fruits of the Spirit? So we just want to encourage young people out there, you know, uh, yeah, the world will want you to be something that God has not intended you to be. So guys, I really appreciate uh, this time with you and uh, we'll look at the next podcast and uh, we'll do a bit more in-depth study on worry, what that looks like, even what young people are facing as far as social media is concerned and the topical subjects of today. Thank you guys, appreciate you.